Hi, this is Graham Russell from Air Supply, and I'd like to wish everyone listening a great, happy Christmas this year. This is Paul O'Neill from the trans Siberian Orchestra. Hi, everybody, it's Kristen Chenoweth here. Hey, I'm Howie D. I'm AJ. I'm Brian. And I'm Nick. And we're the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Gloria Stefan from Miami Sound Machine. You're listening to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October when we play the best variety of Halloween music. I'm very happy, excited, and full of the word wow to welcome back musician, (laughs) producer, songwriter, award-winning composer, Tommy Prophet. Hi, Tommy. Thanks for coming back. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. We talked about your studio album, The Birth of a King, and the 15-year journey it took to get there the last time you were here. And I'll post a link to that down in the show notes. Since then... You have been working on bringing that project to the stage. How did that happen? Man, a miracle of God, I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> that was that was kind of a dream of mine all along, but I just didn't think it'd be possible. Everyone was like, there's no way. There's no way you could pull together, you know, all 20 artists and 50-piece orchestra. And I wanted like a 100-person choir live and i don't even really do live shows right i just sit in my studio these days in my sweatpants and make music i'm like i don't sell tickets and uh man we just went for it i just felt like it was a thing that god opened the door for and was asking me to do and i don't know why but i just kind of went for it and yeah it was a crazy thing uh we lined it all up we went on sale and it sold out in less than 24 hours and it was one of the best nights of my life. You had, I think you said 20 guest artists, um, <clears throat> yep. a 60 piece orchestra, a hundred person choir. That must have been, that must have been some kind of magic to get all of that um, orchestrated <laughs> to be able to do this. Yeah. It took almost a year and a half just to set it up, to organize it all, to line it up. And yeah, it was crazy. It was so. <laughs> So, so much work, so hard, but so worth it and so fun. And we, we recorded, you know, and filmed the whole thing. And, you know, that's kind of a nerve wracking thing because, you know, the studio record was kind of a, a baby passion project of mine that I never wanted to touch, you know, and I was like, man, if we do it live, you don't really know what you're going to have until you do it and you record it and then you look at it all after. Right. But man, the team, the crew that filmed it and recorded it, they just did such a good job. And it's it just turned out so well. It's my favorite project I've ever been a part of. I, I want to mention, I haven't mentioned the title yet. It's The Birth of a King Live in Concert. And mm. the whole thing is on your YouTube channel. And just in the first week, over 150,000 views. And that's not bad on its own. But it's not just a song or a podcast episode or something like that. It's it's almost an hour and a half of Christmas music in concert. And over 150,000 people 
have watched it in the first week in November. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm blown away so far. The feedback has been, be, I mean, beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, I just, I, I'm very thankful that, first of all, that it went, that we were able to do it and that, you know, we were able to record it and that it turned out so well. Um, but just the fact that people are resonating with it and finding it and watching it, I didn't know what to expect either. I usually post short, you know, three minute songs on my YouTube channel. I've never posted a, hour and a half live thing ever so i just didn't know what to expect but yeah it seems like it's uh it's it's doing a thing which is really exciting now it opens with o come o come emmanuel that was the opening song on the original album followed by we three kings which was also next on the original on this live one it's a duet with colton dixon and holland on the original it was uh with we the kingdom and i'm guessing that was a yep. scheduling thing and you probably ran into that tons of times trying to put this together <laughs> yeah that was one of the difficulties um yeah I'm, I'm friends with all those guys you know and they just you know a lot of people go and they have tours booked for christmas and they have christmas albums and they have things and so that was a concern who would who would be available you know and willing to do this and my buddy colton dixon is a good friend of mine he just has an amazing voice and i instantly you know when we the kingdom wasn't available I very quickly, like who I choose, like vocalists is very intentional and very important, right? Voices to match the song as well as that will go together. And Colton and Holly are two of the best vocalists I'd ever worked with in my life. And I was, I just had chills thinking about them singing that together. And luckily both of them were available and excited and we did it. And it was such a blast. One of the things, one of the many things that I really love about this project and the artists that participated in it is that most, if not all of them, love Christmas music enough that they've all released stuff on their own. We the Kingdom just put out a Christmas single. Colton Dixon did that a few weeks ago. Alan just put out a Christmas album. And I don't imagine that this was the criteria used, but it seems like quite a coincidence. Yeah, it's I mean... Yeah, it's a it's a busy time <laughs> to yeah. fit in all of the all of the projects for everybody, you know. And so here I am on the side, kind of stepping in, being like, "Hey, it, amidst all of your own Christmas plans, could you also be a part of mine?" You know, it's a very it's a collaborative thing, and it's an invitation. And I realize that it's you know a lot to sometimes add too many things to anyone's plate, you know. But um, man, luckily, just everyone is really excited to be a part of this thing, and. Yeah, it's it's going well. I think it, it was really fun and we're all excited to, you know, maybe continue to do this live thing. Jordan Smith. Wow. Mm. Mary, did Man. you know he does that <laughs> in this live concert album? He did it on the original album. It's a song he did in the finale of The Voice that was almost 10 years ago. And by the way, that performance back in 2015 not only won him the season but it knocked Adele's song Hello off number one on iTunes. And uh, it's just amazing. I, you know, it's hard to pick a standout because every song is just spectacular. But wow, does he bring it? He does. And you know what's crazy? I don't know if I shared this story before, but uh, I had no idea. I didn't watch The Voice. So I had no idea that that was like his song that he did on the show. And that was a big fan favorite. And all. I didn't know that story. So when I just asked him to sing it, I just had the idea of him singing that, thinking it would be amazing. And he came to the studio 
And he was like, hey, this is so cool. My fans are going to love that. I have a new version of this. And I was like, oh, you've done this before? And he's like, yeah, you didn't know that? This is like my song. I was like, what? So it was kind of a perfect coincidence. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting to just see it breathe a new life into this, you know, this song, a new version for him and doing it live. He just, he was definitely a talked about moment. Uh, he's just blowing everyone away. You know, we, I mean, we posted a clip of him singing that three days ago on TikTok, and it has three and a half million views. Like just people are freaking out over his voice. It's so insane. And that, that's an honor, like that performance to get to do that. Even if we only got to do it once, that would have been one of the biggest honors in my life. It, it was so fun to do that. Really, truly amazing performances all around. Crowder, Sarah Reeves, Nicole Serrano. <laughs> the choir is amazing. And I don't want to spoil mm. this for anybody and go track by track. Uh, although I kind of do. But but what would you <laughs> what would you want people to know about this record, this video, beyond what we've already talked about? Well, I would say two things. One. I've I've just never been a fan of live records in my in, in the past. Like I've always preferred studio versions of everything, you know, whatever it was. And for some reason, I prefer this live version over the original studio record. I think it sounds better. I think it sounds bigger. It's more epic. It and it just feels so powerful. It just feels different and you know, we worked for almost a year on it after we recorded it just to like really get it to sound really good. And so that's one thing is like, I'm just excited, you know, with how it turned out. But on top of that, you know, some of the some of the artists are known, some of their names are known. Some of the artists are not that known, but all of them are equally absolutely insane. Some of the best singers in the world. And that's one of the things I love about it is that this project could introduce people to new voices where even if you go in and you're like, Oh, I've never heard of this person. Then you listen to their song and you're like, who is that? That is one of the best performances I've ever heard in my life. Like sometimes it, it's not all about the name, right? It's, some, sometimes the names couldn't perform the songs like this. You know, it's really about the voice and the talent and the gift. And like, that's kind of, that's more important to me as far as when I was coordinating the vocalist with the songs. Like, it's not about just getting a name that's recognized. It's about that person being able to deliver what they have. <laughs> and I think most people will see that when they watch it. And for, for somebody like me who loves Christmas music so much to find all of these, all of these amazing voices, some of which I didn't know. But then I'd look them up and see, oh, they have their own Christmas music, too. And it introduced me to I, I mean, it's it's ripples in a pond. It just keeps going and going. It's it's yeah. just amazing. And now yeah, totally. you're getting ready to do it again, this time at the Grand Old Opry. I know that's insane. That's <laughs> I don't know what, what's happening or what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. You know, last year we, it just sold out really quickly and it was kind of a proof of concept, I guess. And, you know, now that we are kind of launching this live thing, the birth of a king is kind of transitioning from a studio brand to a live brand, to, you know, in a show. And I don't know where that'll go. I don't know what it'll mean. I don't know beyond this year yet, you know, but doing it at the Opry is just a dream that I just didn't even know I had. I never dreamed it because I didn't think it just didn't even feel like it was inside the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? It was beyond yeah. what I felt like I could dream big enough. And so, yeah, it's 
it's crazy. It's much bigger, much more epic. It's going to be such a blast. I can't wait. Is there a plan? And you may not be able to tell me. Is there a plan to record this one as well? We're not recording or filming anything this year. It's just the performance. We kind of did that <laughs> last yeah. year. I mean, my whole my whole job, twelve months a year, would be would become birth of a king if we recorded every year. <laughs> you know, right, right. And it's it's just amazing to think that this is at the the Grand Ole Opry. I remember sometime in the last month or so, you posted a picture of you and your son on the stage. Mm, yeah, and what an amazing special moment that must have been. Yeah. That was cool. I just got, we did, you know, a walkthrough with their team and they showed me around looking at, you know, the backstage and this, all the stuff and I had my kids there and, you know, it's cool to just tell them like, Hey guys, this is like really special. This is a big, you know, big deal. And they're just asking questions about it. You know, that's what I think I wrote that on the post, you know, my, my son, they were like, is this like a dream of yours come true? You know? And I'm like, honestly, no, it's beyond, I didn't, I never dreamed it. Cause I just didn't think I, it was just not even on my radar that it would ever happen. So it's a, yeah, it's a really, it's a really special thing. And I'm, I'm excited too. honestly, you asked if we were recording this year, I'm kind of excited that we're not because I'm not going to have to be in such a focused producer mode. Like we're capturing this, you know, and thinking through all of that, I get to just kind of enjoy the moment and be present and do the performance, you know, that's going to be a really special night. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed in in listening to uh, just listening to the tracks without watching it, just listening to it streaming, the energy is is through the roof um, Mm. with these songs. You can just you can just feel it. And that's one of the I mean, that's one of the things in, in live performances that you hope for, that you get that kind of energy. But both from the performers and the audience giving it back to them, it's incredible. Yeah, it's so much more energetic live you know we have a band we have a full orchestra (laughs) that big choir i mean when you're there it's almost visually as epic as it sounds because there's you know i i think i'm trying to confirm this i think we might be cramming more people on the opry stage than they've ever had before because this year (laughs) i mean this year we're doing a 200 person choir and so we have, I mean, there's going to be 270 you know, people on stage at all times and we could barely fit it. We're trying to make it work now. We're moving things around to just to, you know, make it fit and make it work. And so visually, it's like really stunning and epic, just as much as it is powerfully sounding, you know. Any major, even minor differences that you know of? for this performance versus the the album that just came out um nothing major i mean we're we're moving the song order around a little bit you know we've we have some new merch we've printed a book you know with all the artists and the order and all this stuff like it's definitely just more it almost feels like this is the first public year like last year was the beta right like last year right was the trial run it was a smaller venue closed audience sold out in a day and it was like we're here we're recording it we're going to do this thing and then next year we're going to launch and go big and go live into the public and this year feels like now we've opened it up for everybody and you know more people are coming and we'll just see yeah we'll see what happens and how it grows from here i don't know if you've thought about this and i'm not trying to give you more work to do but this seems (laughs) like the perfect kind of thing for a tour if it was possible to manage <laughs> this many 
people um, to bring this <laughs> I know. to lots of places all over that, uh, would be would be amazing. I don't know if that's on your radar at all, or if you're just thinking that's a stupid idea. I can't believe you said that. No, it's not a stupid idea. That that's been said by a lot of people. Uh, the conversations are kind of, you know, just loose conversations of what does this look like? Is it always one night in Nashville every year? And it's, you know, that when we did it last year, 50% of the room was from out of state. They traveled to the show from California and Texas and Washington and New York and Florida, like everywhere this year, same several people from out of the country. They're flying in like a destination thing, you know, one night, does it stay that, you know, or do we try to do multiple cities? I just, I'm aware of the fact that I'm at the mercy of hundreds of people saying yes, not yeah, just me. Like I would love to do it. I'm down. I would do this for 10 years, you know, but it's like, our, I, I can't do it on my own. That's for sure. This is a team effort. And if everyone's down and as much as people want to do, like, it'd be fun to see where this could go, you know, down the road. But I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I honestly don't know yet what, what's even going to look like next year. Yeah. I mean, this is, I can't imagine the logistics of trying to, you know, for want of a better term, pack this up on a bus and take it down the road. You know, I know even, even if it was like a city tour, it'd be. Yeah. And you know, each city usually has an orchestra and a choir that, you know, that's how they do those big shows. They have a different choir from that location, but even just, 20 artists and their teams. I mean, that alone is kind of crazy. Most shows, you know, it's a few artists maybe, but you know, when you have 20 artists and a big orchestra and the choir, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty insane show to just pull together and logistically it's, <laughs> it's a nightmare, but I have a great, I have a great team. I have great people that are helping with all that stuff. Yeah. And remember um, last year when I heard about it, and you know, Christmas time running the the sounds of Christmas station is like two and a half full time jobs. So it was mm. probably a week after you had announced mm. it when I finally heard about it, and I thought, oh, that would be cool. And too late, it sold out. And <laughs> and uh, and this year, and I I was looking on it, and I was like, well, there's a single seat here, and there's a single seat over <laughs> there. So I could take my wife and I could tell her, okay, you sit over there and I'll catch up with you <laughs> in a couple hours. Um, <laughs> so really, you've got to move fast to get this. And that's amazing for a venue like the Grand Ole Opry. And there's a good chance by the time this episode airs that it will be sold out. I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah, we don't know. But it's doing well. It's picking yeah. up and we're getting close. So, yeah, it's exciting, man. It's uh, it's all just crazy to me. I'm just very, just kind of shocked and grateful, and I'm just kind of going along for the ride. For anybody who hasn't somehow hasn't heard about either the studio album or this this live in concert album, what would you what would you tell them about it to sort of explain it to them? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I it was kind of a 15 year dream of mine. And when I, f- I finally got to do it in 2020 and I viewed it like a movie soundtrack a little bit, you know, it's not a movie score, like, you know, just instrumental, obviously, but it's, uh, it's very cinematic and it's very <clears throat> much like if they were to make 
a Lord of the Rings style movie with with like grand landscaping, you know what I mean? And the colors, like all that stuff. Like if they were to make a movie like that about the story of Christmas and the birth of Jesus, like that's kind of what I wanted to to um that's what I was thinking about and focusing on when I made the project. So all the arrangements are just very emotional and strings and piano, and then they grow big and dynamic singers on every song. You know, I kind of took all of the, you know, traditional Christmas carols like Silent Night, Oh Holy Night, What Child Is This, Away in a Manger, Joy of the World, like all those songs, and then made new arrangements of them, changing some of them more than others, some of them keeping kind of, you know, pretty original, but adding choruses or, you know, just doing them a little different, putting a spin on it. Some of them I flipped completely and just took the lyrics and made a new song, essentially, but there's just familiarity in it, you know, too. And yeah, I just, I just feel like it needed an epic that, you know, the synopsis of the synopsis of the Christmas story is so epic in and of itself, like angels greeting a King who's coming to save the entire world. Like that's so epic. Like that's, you can't write something more epic than that. You know what I mean? Even if people don't believe that story, like you watch Lord of the Rings you know what I mean? Like, and you're, it's just a powerful story. So like, I wanted it to be for everybody, you know what I mean? And just to this powerful story. And then they hear and like, Whoa, what, what's in this music? What's in this? Like, what is this? Like, and just think you can feel something in it, which is really, really awesome. Yeah. It, it, it truly is a lot of the time for the sounds of Christmas station. I shy away from music that is too religious, at least early on. Because yep. there's a lot of office listening and and that gets tricky and everything. But I feel like the birth of the king goes beyond that. It's not evangelical. It is just like you were saying, it's just epic. And the music is just so powerful. It really, it, it's hard to, it's not background music because it demands your attention. And it is just, it's just incredible. I'm going to make sure to put the links in the, the show notes. So not just for getting the album, but also the the video that's on your YouTube channel so people can see the show from last year. But it is it's epic is is a great word for it. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's just it's just a beautiful story. And I think a lot more people are open to I mean, everyone knows that the the manger scene, you know what I mean? Everyone, everybody mm -hmm. in, the, in the entire country you know like knows like the manger scene and so it's like they're open to it and hearing about it and hearing powerful versions of it or new versions of it is you know at christmas time you know is you kind of have a oh yeah you can sneak in more of that stuff you know what i mean but my goal my goal originally was i have a lot of 20 year old video game players that listen to my music normally but then i also have my mother-in-law who has a furniture shop in michigan right and she's you know, has her audience is 60, 70 year olds. Right. So I'm like, what can I do to bridge the gap where like a 20 year old gamer would want to put this on and a 65 year old, you know, lady in Michigan buying furniture at a store would enjoy listening to it in the store speakers. What, how could I bridge that gap? And so I was trying to make something that would kind of appeal to like that whole audience, not just one specific group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to reach them with Jingle Bell Rock. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> I mean, 
So the, the studio album was a 15 year journey to get there. And then hmm. a couple more years to bring it to the stage. Then another year of working on that for the live album while at the same time getting ready for an even bigger show at the Grand Ole Opry. I hesitate to ask, but I got to know what's next for Tommy Prophet. That's a good question. I'm almost not going to know what to do with myself after the birth of a king is complete, right? Like now after this year, like I have a lot of ideas. You know, I make a lot of I make a lot of cinematic projects and music for you know, TV shows and movies. And, you know, that's a fun thing I, I do throughout the year. And so I haven't been able to do that for a while. So I think next year I'm going to focus on just doing some creative fun projects. You know what I mean? Try to give myself mm -hmm. a little bit more of a, like a, a lighter break in a sense of something that was so much work, so focused. It has a deadline, you know, because Christmas happens every year with or without us. <laughs> like it's going right. to happen. Right. And so if we miss the deadline, it's still happening for everyone else. So now that that's, you know, now that it's kind of finished and wrapped up, like I'm just going to enjoy being with family at Christmas. And then next year, just kind of do some fun projects to recover. <laughs> What's the best way for people to keep up with you? Is it through your website, social media? Yeah, social media. It's all the same. All my uh, social media is my name, Tommy Prophet. And, you know, my name is spelled a little different. Tommy is T-O-M-M-E-E -E instead of a Y. So if you type Tommy Prophet, two M's, two E's, one F and two T's, you'll find me. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll link to your website and I think all the links for your... Um for your social media and your other places on the internet. I think all of that is on your website. Mm. So I'll put that down in the show yep. notes as well. Before we wrap it up, anything else that you can think of that we haven't mentioned that you would want people to know about the birth of a king? Man, I think, uh, yeah, I think we, I think we covered it. I appreciate you uh, having me on. I appreciate you checking it out and sharing about it. I would love for people to, you know, this is for me, this is like, you know, eight, 18 year thing like you i put everything into one project this will probably be my like favorite thing i ever do so anyone that goes and listens or even watches you know on youtube like that would that just means the world to me any 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 views and streams of it just means a lot so appreciate it a lot well thanks so much for taking some time to to share the story behind this and uh I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are going to enjoy listening to this this coming season and for lots of christmases to come Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support the Sounds of Christmas station and podcast. I told you how to listen to the station and you're already listening to the podcast. So my work here is just about done. All of our episodes are available on the Sounds of Christmas website. Just click the podcast tab. And we also have a link tree page with most, if not all of the streaming sites that have our podcast available. So you can find your favorite and then you can connect and subscribe and then you'll never miss another episode. If you have comments or suggestions on this episode, previous episodes, or the Sounds of Christmas Station, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again. And may you always believe in Santa Claus.